0: Welcome to the Leading in Love podcast. If you are a leader in any capacity who is married or considering marriage, you're tuned into the right place. We help leaders take care of their marriages. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too. You don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice love for leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Gary and Julie. Hey, everybody!
1: Hello, everybody!
0: How are you doing, Bo?
1: I'm doing great, my love. How are you? I'm
2: doing fabulous.
1: Good. Better than uh, how you were today when you were trying to cuss me out.
0: I was trying to cuss you out. What was I trying to cuss you out for today? I think you are just in one of your little moods. <laughs> yeah, it was a little gloomy today. <laughs> it was a dark, gloomy day today. But... We're married, it happens. Yeah, you just like to flare out your nose, and that gets me going.
1: (laughs) Can we not talk about me flaring out my nose? (laughs) Yes! Okay, so what are we talking about today? So, our topic is arguing is like an onion because there's layers to it. Yeah. Onions have layers. Yeah. And if you're arguing, Once you start peeling apart the layers, Mm -hmm. you get to the core of it, you realize, oh, the reason why you're acting like that is because of this. Yeah. Or that. Right. Yeah. So, couples argue. Yeah. Some couples argue a lot. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Some argue very little. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Some
1: argue very loud. Oh, we've seen that. Right? And some argue quietly. Yes. I've seen, we've seen some argue with, you know, just their facial expressions. Oh, yeah. Like, one person will do something and the other will protest by making their eyes really big. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: And then the other one will will respond by furrowing their eyebrows. And then the other will respond by making their eyes even bigger.
2: Yeah.
1: And then the other spouse will respond by rolling their eyes. And it's the end of the argument for that point in time.
0: One of the funny ones, actually. I, I love seeing it. I, I don't know. It just makes me laugh.
1: Like you love seeing people argue. No, no, no.
0: I'm going to explain to you. All right. Listen, just because we're talking about <laughs> arguing doesn't mean you need to come at well, me. Well, I think today.
1: it, you know, it gets more demonstrative. Okay. We, you know, we get well, a little theme and a little, Let a little... me
0: get to my point. Uh, fair enough. I've seen it before where, you know, we you and I might be out on date night and then we look over on a table next to us or close enough And you see a couple arguing, or you might be in, maybe not a wedding so much, but in a a situation like a retreat or something, and a lot of the times it's usually the the wife who's kind of trying to whisper to her husband, but she's whispering, arguing. You know that? Yeah,
1: because (laughs) the the seminar leader made a point. (laughs) That she knows her husband is guilty yes. of this. So she's trying to make sure. Did you catch that? Did because you... that's what you do. That's what
0: you do. So now she's she's busy trying to whisper to him. Yep. But she's arguing with him. And he's like, chick, woman, can you get off of me right <laughs> now? I'm clearly here. And I heard what he yeah, said.
1: Exactly.
0: exactly. I think... Those situations just crack me up, because we've all been guilty of those times where you're trying to not embarrass yourself or your spouse, Mm -hmm. but you really want to make your point across. Right. So now you start arguing with your facial expression. Well,
1: I also think, even in the seminar setting, you're trying to make sure you don't have to go home and repeat it. Or, (laughs) if you do go home and repeat it, you'll have some immediate recent backup and you want to let him know listen dude i got some backup (laughs) i'm not crazy exactly basically because
0: he looks at you or have somehow referred to you as crazy maybe not using those words Mm -hmm. but somehow he has tried to make a point that what you're saying or what you're doing or what you're requesting is actually nuts so now you're busy taking down notes, right? I've gone from trying to talk to my husband in those settings to writing down my notes so later on I could bring it up.
1: I th- you used to talk to me. You used to say that I used to do that. Do Like I? whenever you try to bring something up in public, all of a sudden my, my eyes get far out. Yeah, and, and I'm busy like, yelling, like, fix be- your face. Yeah, before you even get in, you're like, <laughs> okay, Gary, fix your face. I'm going to say something. Please keep your face fixed. <laughs> So that's that's just being married, you know. You you argue, okay. So Ooh, yes. The thing is that arguing is is a crucible in all marriages,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's because we often have to make a choice in how we communicate, and depending on how we are feeling in the moment, the choice becomes overwhelmingly difficult.
2: Mm.
1: Now, why is it a crucible? Because by definition, a crucible is a severe trial wherein different elements interact. Mm. Ultimately creating something new.
0: Right, right. So
1: even in these arguments, if done well, which is what we're trying to get at today, if done well, it's this opportunity to create something new Mm. for you and your spouse. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into that. Now, the other thing is that sometimes people aren't entirely honest. Mm. And what I mean by that, I don't mean that they're deceitful or purposely fraudulent.
2: Mm.
1: I mean, they keep back stuff.
2: Yeah. They don't
1: say the whole thing. So... Meryl Rooney, and she wrote a book, and it's entitled How to Use Power Phrases to Say What You Mean, Mean What You Say, and Get What You Want. And she argues that sometimes we don't say what we mean out of fear, Mm. or we don't want to be ostracized, and we also don't mean what we say for the same reason. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay,
1: so because we're not entirely honest, we hold back stuff, Mm -hmm. therefore we don't say what we mean, and a lot of times we don't mean what we say.
2: Right.
1: So... What we have to understand is that if you're a leader Mm. and you want to be able to impact those you lead, you have to become a good communicator.
0: Absolutely. You have
1: to be able to convince stakeholders. You have to be able to communicate vision and strategy. If you're married Mm. and you want your marriage to last, you have to become an expert in communication. Mm -hmm. You have to become skilled in arguing because good arguing means that your marriage is still secured and you're both willing and able to learn from each other,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: okay? Because within that argument, something brand new is created, and in that new atmosphere, there's trust, there's respect, and understanding.
0: Yes, you reach new levels, which is always the goal. Is arguing normal? Yes. Absolutely. Arguing is very normal. Very normal we argue based on our attachment to an issue or our belief about an issue as it relates to our values mm-hmm. right yep. we we either argue informally and aggressively which is usually expressed in conversation true or we argue formally and passively which is done through research or writing mm-hmm. I think couples are more likely to argue through conversation. You live together, and most likely you're going to bump into each other somewhere in the house. The bathroom, you know, that's the common place. The bedroom, at dinner, on the dining room table, in the kitchen. In the car. In the car, you know, when you guys are traveling together. Even when they are texting each other in their heads there's a massive fight going on and yeah, that's
1: why they're punching the key so that's hard that's why they're
0: punching so hard and then they get frustrated when autocorrect puts in the right the wrong puts in the wrong word because True. you want to make your point very clear before their text comes in so now you got to touch on another
1: point yeah that's the worst way to argue just pick up the phone <laughs> call each other now so arguing is normal
2: Mm -hmm. it's part of
1: communicating okay and it has its value it has its advantages the other question is can arguing be healthy Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and of course it can okay because it does a few things one it challenges the status quo why do we have to do the things that we do Mm -hmm. Why do we have to leave at the same time every morning? Mm -hmm. Why do we have to live in that neighborhood? Mm -hmm. Why do we have to work these jobs?
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: So it goes against the status quo. And also, when you argue, you're able to express your values and attitudes toward a certain issue.
2: Mm.
1: You also challenge yourself. Mm. And one of the ways it challenges you is that it forces you to listen to the other person's perspective. Mm. And when you're able to sit back and absorb the other person's perspective... Mm-hmm. It changes your perspective. Mm-hmm. Not that it manipulates you or completely transforms you, but mm-hmm. you're just able to look at things
0: from a different from
1: point. a different angle. You Absolutely. know, something that you didn't have before.
2: Mm-hmm. So, like we
1: said, arguing is like an onion because there's layers that need to be peeled away. And once you start unsheeting the unsheeting those layers, mm-hmm. you get to the root.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, if every time you have an argument, you become belligerent. Mm then clearly something is going on deep down inside that is either causing the argument
2: mm-hmm.
1: or it's triggering the argument. Mm. And we talked about triggers a while back. There's trigger phrases, trigger words, right. trigger circumstances. Right. So what are those things that you know we need to get at?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: While arguing is normal and healthy, there are there are, however, three things to consider. Okay. How often you argue. One. How you behave when you argue. Two. And what you argue about. Three. Now this is based on research by Frank Fincham mm-hmm. and Thomas Bradbury on causal attribution in marriage.
1: Right. So so let's look at the first part. How often you argue? Mm-hmm. So was the last time we had a legit argument? I don't know. I... they kind of show up once in a while. I think we kind of know how to deal with these things now.
2: Yeah.
1: So if they if they if they do happen, they kind of creep up. You know, like we um, maybe I let something go hmm. that we thought oh, we were settled on,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you're like, what? And now we have to deal with it in the moment. So now it turns into an argument, and then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, how comes you let that go when we've already settled on it? What's going on underneath? Maybe mm-hmm. you weren't settled on it, mm-hmm. and that's kind of that's kind of general. I can't really think of anything that we've argued on lately.
0: Where we can say that that we argued on, yeah? yeah, I think I think we have little maybe bickering sessions, but I wouldn't even call it bickering. I I I would no. I wouldn't even call it bickering. It's just reminders, conversations, maybe disagreements, yeah. right? But as far as arguing, where now we're coming at each other, Yeah. it's been a long time.
1: No, I mean, I know there's a lot of couples out there that every day they argue. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, some of them get to really extreme points where there's like cursing, profane words to the mm-hmm. point of somebody's getting hit,
2: somebody's yeah. getting
1: threatened. Police is showing up. There's those levels of argument. It just becomes belligerent. Now, if you're doing these things a lot, Mm -hmm. then that's an issue. Right?
0: And at that point, we definitely recommend that you find some help.
1: Right. And, but, again, some people bicker all the time. Yeah. And we talked about bickering in the previous podcast. The issue with bickering is that it's almost like an indicator that we're okay, mm-hmm. but bickering is like a long-term, extended, quiet argument, like a volcano. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really see what's happening underneath. Right. But one day, you know, the earth shakes and it blows up. Yeah. But you're. That's what bickering is. Mm-hmm. So yes, you might not be arguing out loud mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. but you might be having those quiet, extended, low. Intensity, chronic conversations
2: mm-hmm.
1: on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So you might need to watch out for that as well.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: how, ef- how often you argue is is something to watch out for.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. What's the next one?
0: How do you behave when you argue?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Are you respectful? Right. Are you condescending? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you overly dramatic? Right. <laughs> you know and this could even come from from a funny point where you're oh my you're throwing yourself back you're rolling on the ground to make it no you're not going anywhere and now you're slamming yourself against the door to avoid your spouse from walking out the house because they've lost their mind i remember i don't remember what year it was it was when we were still uh, in our first home
1: you mean the place we lived when we first got married?
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. The second spot. Sorry.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: the second child was already born. Okay. And I don't honestly. I don't remember what were we arguing about. We were, what, in our third year marriage now. Maybe third or fourth.
1: This was like oh eight oh nine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, and I remember I just got so dramatic. <laughs> god so dramatic and it was not a good thing for me to do but I did it just to test and see my husband tried to walk away Gary he tried to walk away from me because he's like I'm not doing this with you right now I'm not in the mood for this argument and I chased him up and down the stairs he walked up the stairs I followed him up the stairs he walked down the stairs I followed him down the stairs. Then he went back up the stairs. I went up to the stairs, followed him right into the room, and shut the door. And I wanted to see... I personally wanted to see how far can I push him.
1: <laughs> and I remember
0: he picked me up as if I was a block. And then sat me down on the stairs. No, on, on, the, on the bed. And then opened the door and walked out. And I, and I said, okay, he is very strong. I mean, I'm not a 110-pound woman, right? And at that point, I definitely was not. Right. <laughs> I had had two kids already. <laughs> and I saw his strength, and I said, do not push him like that ever again. Because if this man ever chooses to box you... You're dead. Yeah,
1: but I'm not doing
0: that. That I know that's not your personality. You would never do that. I understand that. But I, you know, got dramatic. And that's what I chose to do.
2: Right.
0: You don't know how far your spouse would go. That's true. That's the point that I'm trying to make. That's true. Is you don't know how far your spouse will go. So sometimes how you behave when you argue could actually trigger certain things with your spouse. I agree with that.
1: So, yeah, behavior is very important. Yes. The next thing is what you argue about. Now, I'm going to say this. If you're arguing about a lot of new things,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're probably newlyweds. hmm
2: Okay.
1: You're trying to figure stuff about each other. So something shows up almost everyday brand new. Like, what is this? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, yeah. A decade in, you know, seven years, eight years, a decade in, especially Mm -hmm. when you get to that pivotal point because marriages fall apart year seven, Mm -hmm. year eight and a half. Mm -hmm. If you're arguing about the same thing over and over, then that means you haven't really taken time to address these things. Mm -hmm. Maybe things that you were arguing about year one, two, three, Mm -hmm. you ignored or kept arguing about to the point where now you're arguing year 7 And since marriages typically fall apart year seven, you've never taken the steps to resolve it. Right. So these are gonna be points or critical points in how whether or not you choose to pursue the marriage or not.
2: hmm Okay? Mm-hmm.
1: So how often you argue, how you behave when you argue, and what you argue about are important things to pay attention to while you're arguing.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. arguing is normal and healthy. These three things determine the health. In the normal, the normalcy of your mar- of your arguments,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So now we're going to look at another uh, perspective. John Gottman, marriage and relationship expert, he suggests certain things that helps us delineate between arguing improperly
2: mm-hmm. and
1: arguing properly. But he focuses on what improper arguments are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So. What he says is how you argue is more important than what you argue about.
2: Mm-hmm. Which is
1: tied back to those three things we made, three statements we made about how to argue, how you behave when you argue, and what you argue about.
2: What mm-hmm.
1: he's saying, your behavior, the things you say, mm-hmm. is more important than what the argument is. Mm-hmm. And what he says is that the things that you fight about will change over time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: as you mature.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, there's probably some constants, like money.
2: Right.
1: Um, Division of labor. Mm-hmm. Okay, that'll probably be constant. Mm-hmm. But the things that will change may be the things that you argued about before kids showed up
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the things that you argue about when the kids leave. Because mm-hmm. now you're in a different frame of mind, different space in life.
2: Absolutely.
1: Okay? Now, he wrote a book. Actually, no. Yeah, he did wrote a, write a book, sorry. And he says there's four distinctive modes of destructive interaction, and he calls these the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and the apocalypse being the destruction of your marriage on a catastrophic scale. Right. Okay, so we're going to talk about those four things. And they are, the first one is criticism, number two is contempt, number three is defensiveness, and lastly, stonewalling. Right. After we go through these, then we're going to suggest the four ways, or the four things you need to do in order to ensure a proper argument. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, the first one is criticism. And this is related to the Latin expression ad hominem, where instead of focusing on the action or the facts, the focus is on the spouse's personality. Now, this doesn't mean that you're Necessarily putting your spouse down, you could put them down, uh-huh. but that might might not be your intention. Uh-huh. Okay, so you might say stuff like, "Well, your usual behavior is, or your usual reaction is, or your weakness is." For example, one of the things we started doing, we implemented healthier eating in our home, uh-huh. particularly for our kids. They're getting older; they're more active. Uh, we looked at the history of illnesses in our family lineage, and we said, "Okay, we got to take action now." Uh-huh. Now, imagine a situation where a husband comes home and says, Honey, I think we need to change our eating habits so that we can be healthy. I read this book and it says, healthy eating leads to longer life. And your spouse responds by saying, Well, your weakness is eating bad (laughs) foods. Okay, so now the focus is on you. She's like, that's not a good idea because you have a weakness when it comes to eating bad foods. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A good response would have been, Well, I know you like your cultural food. Mm -hmm. And because we've eaten it so much, we have a bad habit of eating. Mm -hmm. Starchy, carb, food with high carb content. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Not you have a weakness of eating bad foods. Now you're attacking his inabilities, his incapacity, rather than looking at the facts.
2: And the fact is
1: that you guys eat your cultural food, which has high-carb content. Right. Which is unhealthy. Which is unhealthy, yeah. So that's the difference between when it comes to criticism, now you're criticizing their character or their personality
2: mm-hmm.
1: rather than keeping it fact-based.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so that's the first horseman.
0: And then the second one is contempt, Which is distinguished from criticism. Mm-hmm. It's intention to wound your partner's sense of self. An example would be we need to revise our budget.
1: Right. And then I jump in and say, well, yeah, because you spend too much. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm, I'm, I'm attacking you. Absolutely. Right. And that, and that, that's wrong.
0: No. Absolutely wrong. Right.
1: Third one is uh, defensiveness. So it's okay to be defensible sometimes, um, even though it shouldn't be your default. But I get it. We get defensive.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: We get defensive. When we try to prove that we're not wrong or we try to justify our behavior, so we get defensive.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But defensiveness, according to John Gottman, always escalates into conflict.
2: Uh-huh. Because
1: this is because whenever we get defensive, we refuse to take responsibility.
2: Uh-huh. So we
1: make up excuses, we start whining, we start complaining. Right. You know, it's like um, you say, hey, I think you need to be more involved with the kids. Uh-huh and I jump around and say, "Well, I'm fine. Why don't you stop spending all that money?"
0: Yeah, now where is that coming from?
1: It's unrelated. But because I'm getting defensive, I'm going to find some thing that's unrelated to justify my my position.
2: Absolutely. Or then I
1: might I might even come with more something that I'm more fact-based while I work all the time. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Again, you're getting defensive rather than getting to the root. Or
1: you can even say, well, I have a business to run, so now we're going back. You know, it's just...
0: Absolutely. It doesn't help. Absolutely. The fourth one is stonewalling. While while sitting there and saying nothing, as your spouse declaims, may seem passive, Mm -hmm. but it's actually very aggressive.
1: Completely aggressive.
0: Saying nothing, or, or worse, staring into space or... Picking up the newspaper marginalizes the speaker and his or her feelings. Right. It's also distancing, dismissive, and smug. Your spouse says you have become very impatient these days. What's going on? And you just sit there reading the paper or continue typing on your phone.
1: Yeah, that doesn't help.
0: Yeah. You know, even... Sitting, just, even if you don't have the phone in your hand, you're just staring in your spouse's face. Yeah. Thinking about, Lord knows what.
1: Not that conversation.
0: Not that conversation. And then they ask you a question, and you're like, well...
1: I remember, you know what's funny, I remember, Jamaicans have the most, (laughs) like, absurd ways of doing things. I remember when I was getting married, we had this thing where... These men were giving advice. This white guy's like, yeah, my strategy is I don't answer when she talks. (laughs) He's like, if I don't answer when she talks, I can't get in trouble. Because I didn't say anything. (laughs) And I'm like...
2: How is this... How is this (laughs) problem? That sounds like like it
1: only works if (laughs) your backs are turned or you're in, like, different rooms. So now you're going to say, well, I didn't hear you. (laughs) But if she's staring in your face and talking to you and you're like not answering, yeah. She's probably gonna think you're crazy or like You're dumb Or it's just rude. And it's now you're stonewalling.
0: Yeah. And she'll get upset and you know, if she's a Jamaican woman, she might come at you. It's you
2: know?
1: Wait. <laughs> 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 Okay, not all Jamaican women are like that. Okay, now I'm getting defensive
0: about Jamaican women. Okay, you know. I'm I'm
1: kidding. (laughs) We're not going to get into the whole cultural debate. But how do you argue properly? Now we cover the four things that you shouldn't do when you're arguing: Mm -hmm. criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. Right. What should you do? Well, those four things.
0: One mm-hmm. show some empathy. Yep. By understanding who you are speaking to, you are speaking to your spouse. Yes. At the end of the day, this is the person that you should be most open with. Yes. And right now, I'm going to talk to the ladies. You should be more open with your spouse than with your girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Even though your girlfriends might have known you from time, you know. Before your spouse even showed up, I have great friends that can call out certain things that even my own husband may not be able to notice right away. But I need to use the wisdom when they call it out and they present it to me. Now I need to bring it to my husband because I might have not noticed it, but they did. And now I'm going to bring it to him so that way he knows. Why? Because he cares. And I know he cares. And he wants, you know, this marriage to go far. So I need to share it with him.
1: But I think even to that point, I think if you get into the habit of sharing with your husband and then sharing certain things with your friends, I think you kind of build a camaraderie where your husband now might say, okay, I'm going to let her handle that with her friends, especially Mm -hmm. if it's something that he might not be good at dealing with. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm going to let her handle that with her friends, and then Mm -hmm. when she's ready, Mm -hmm. because I know and trust those friends, when she's ready now, she'll bring me in the loop. Mm -hmm. Or if she's something that she's dealing with me, if you're dealing with something with me that Mm -hmm. you're having trouble handling, Mm -hmm. I should be comfortable enough that, okay, since we're not getting nowhere here, she's probably going to talk to her close friends. They're going to help her come up with a solution. And then we're gonna we're gonna get that fixed. Uh-huh. Now the other we're gonna get into this in the later podcast. How to manage relationship with friends and outside relationships. Uh-huh. You gotta be careful. So this is this is a few select, elect uh-huh. friends that uh-huh. you know are for your marriage because uh-huh. there might be that friend who I knew he was a dog from day one. <laughs> And yes. 18 years later, I'm not surprised because I knew he was a dog. You know, you got to be careful with those things.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So show some empathy, use the right terminology, and be ready and willing to listen.
1: Okay, next one. Be willing to repeat the message mm-hmm. and be willing to do so with increasing detail. Mm and support. Mm -hmm. Your spouse might not have full understanding of what you're talking about Mm
2: -hmm. right away. Mm -hmm. You might
1: be an expert in the subject matter. Mm -hmm. So obviously, if you are an expert, then there should be some trust. But what if you're not an expert?
2: Mm.
1: Be willing to provide enough detail and support and rephrase things if you have to. Mm. Okay? Because, again, what you're trying to do is get to a solution.
2: Mm -hmm. You're
1: trying to get to an understanding. You're trying to maintain or get to a new level of respect Mm -hmm. and trust. Mm
2: -hmm. Don't
1: just... Come home and dump details on your spouse and expect them to be cool with it.
0: Right, right. Not necessarily effective. The third one, use time effectively by knowing when to bring something up. Mm-hmm. Now, again, it should not be on date night, right? Where, you know, you guys are supposed to be uh, connecting and, and enjoying each other's company. Pay attention. Maybe it could be at the end of date night. Right. Number four. Or before. Maybe before may not work, but... Depends.
1: Depends maybe, on, the, on the severity.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It could be something that you do after where you guys are much happier. Pay attention to other noise and distractions. If you have young children,
2: yes,
0: right, they are always quickly running in. Mommy, daddy, mommy, daddy. Maybe that may not be a good time. Wait until they go to bed or when you guys are actually alone.
1: Or even distractions, such as work. Exactly. I mean... End of the quarter.
2: Yeah.
1: Planning time. Yeah. You know, tax season. These things are critical times if you're like yourself. There's times in the year where you kind of get so absorbed in your business. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to address certain things, let's not do it now because mm-hmm. there's too many distractions
2: Exactly. too many
1: things going the kids are going back to school pretty soon yeah. That's another. that might not be the time to bring up certain things
2: Absolutely. and then the
1: last one is to be as descriptive as possible so focus on the issue remember yeah. not on the person mm-hmm. you don't want to attack self esteem with negativity
0: mm-hmm. so that's it for today folks arguing is normal and it can be healthy it helps you get your point across. It yep. helps you see other perspectives. And it opens
1: you up to new possibilities. Absolutely. Because when you do it and you do it properly, it creates a new level of trust, uh, understanding, and respect. Definitely. That's what you want for your relationship
0: to keep growing. Absolutely. All right, everybody. That is our feature for today thank you so much for hanging out with us again we definitely love spending time with you please remember you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be
2: successful